0: Section 16 of On Being Negro in America by J. Saunders Redding. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 16. Although I am not a very religious person, I do not see how I can leave God out of consideration in these matters. God has made to play a very conspicuous part in race relations in America. At one time or another, and often at the same time, he has been the protagonist for both sides. He is damned and blessed first one side and then the other with truly godlike impartiality. His ultimate intentions revealed to inspired sages are preserved in a thousand volumes. Anyone who reads the literature of race cannot but be struck by the immoderate frequency with which God is invoked and by the painstaking consideration that is given even by social scientists. To race relations as a problem of Christian ethics. God, of course, is an implicit assumption in the thought of our age. He is one of those beliefs so spontaneous and ineluctable and taken so much as a matter of course that they operate with great effectiveness, though generally on a level of subconsciousness in our society. He is a belief that operates just by being like a boulder met in the path which must be dealt with before one can proceed on his journey god is a complex composed entirely of simple elements mediator father judge jury executioner and also love virtue charity each of which generates a very motley collection of often contradictory ideas god is a catalyst and he is also a formulated doctrine inertly symbolized in the ritual and the dogma of churches called christian god is the absolute reality but this does not prevent his being ostentatiously offered as the excuse for our society's failure to come to grips with big but relative realities god and the christian religion must be reckoned with i do not know how long i have held both god and the christian religion in some doubt though it must have been since my teens nor do i know exactly how this came about my father was and is very religious of great and clear and unbending faith my mother was less so but the family went regularly to church where we were all active and i used occasionally to see my mother so deeply touched by a religious feeling that she could not keep back the tears what inspired it in that chill atmosphere it is impossible to say i can only think that it came as a result of some very personal communion with god established perhaps by a random thought a word or a certain slant of light through the yellow and rose and purple windows there was never any shouting or getting happy among us or in our church none of that ecstatic abandon that set men and women jumping and dancing and screaming in the aisles after the northward migration following the first world war a few people who may have had a natural tendency to such transports found their way to our church but they were frustrated by the mechanical expertness of the uninspired sermons the formalized prayers and by the choir masters preference for hymns translated from fifteenth century latin never did i hear a spiritual sung in our church and only rarely a common-meter calvinist hymn sometime during my teens i became aware that for most negroes god was a great deal more than a spirit to be worshipped on sundays he had a terrifying immediacy as material provider and protector once a group of us teenagers went on a sunday evening our own church worshipped only in the morning to a mission church deep in the bridge district where the negro population was concentrated we went to mock as some of us had heard our parents do at the malapropisms of the illiterate minister and his ignorant flock the crazy singing and shouting and the uninhibited behaviour of members in religious ecstasy we did not remain to pray but i was struck by what i saw and heard and afterward my natural curiosity led me to go occasionally alone the service did not resemble either in ritual or content both of which were created spontaneously the service to which i was used any member of the church could stand up and pray a whole evening might be given over to these impulsive outbursts the prayers impressed me with their concreteness they're concerned for the every day i heard one distraught mother whose daughter evidently was sitting beside her beseech god now here's itabel and she's gone and got herself big and i'm asking you god to make the young rascal who done it marry her his name's herbie washington and he stays on the street next to me they prayed for bread not in a general symbolic give us this day our daily bread sense but for specific bread and meat for specific occasions aunt callie black's layin up there sick lord and when i seen her she told me her mouth was watering for some hot biscuit and that's the reason i'm asking you to give her some hot biscuit for i go to see her again next tuesday they wanted clothes and they asked for them they wanted pitiful but specific sums of money they wanted protection from their real enemies lord jesus don't let that mean nigger joe fisher stick me with no knife negroes made irrational claims on god which they expected him to fulfil without any help from them and without any regard for the conditions under which they could be fulfilled and i suppose that when their claims failed there was some sort of psychological mechanism that produced satisfactory excuses it was all very simple and direct but god just did not work that way not the white folks god i was taught to worship i do not believe this incongruity set me thinking until at the small and rather exclusive though public high school i attended a science teacher pointed it up he was a bitter frustrated man full of self-hatred and of contempt for his race often staggering drunk outside the classroom he was said to spend his weekends in an alcoholic fog of hatred writing scurrilous anti negro letters to the people's opinion column of the local paper such letters did appear there with persistent regularity our science teacher was certainly no good for us monday mornings were invariably void of science instruction how many of you went hat in hand to god yesterday and asked him to get your chemistry for you this week he would begin he won't and you can take my word for that the trouble with niggers what malevolent contempt he put into that word is they look to god to do for them that's why they're like they are not only ignorant but stupid not only inferior but debased you can take all this world but give me jesus the song says and that's just what the white people have been doing taking the world and giving you jesus god if there is a god which i doubt helps those who help themselves now study your chemistry How he managed to stay on with his drunkenness and his fundamental corruption, of which everyone was aware, is not beyond my comprehension so much as it is beyond my belief. He was one of the big upper-class mulatto families, with members thriving in the professions up and down the eastern seaboard. They were not a powerful family, having neither money nor political influence, nor potent white patrons, but they had social prestige because of their antiquity their relatively long tradition of freedom their education and their considerable infusion of white blood in those days the feeling was that such family must not be disgraced by the derelictions of one of its members the black sheep must be protected if he could not be hidden and pitied because he could not be punished such assertions were almost daily fair it was not hard to find support for them i could see that most negroes were poor and ignorant and inferior every year on the last sunday in august one of the negro religious denominations held a quarterly meeting in my home town people from a half-dozen states poured in the day before and roamed the streets all night or slept anywhere they could on the courthouse lawn in the wagons and trucks that brought them in alleys and doorways but on the sunday what excitement what noisy exuberance six city blocks just below the main street were inundated with the germinal tide of their living preachers exhorted food vendors shouted choirs sang bands played lost children bawled city prostitutes pushed brazenly for trade among the young men from the country people prayed and went into transports i do not know when i began to notice the white people i suppose they always had been there but along in my fourteenth or fifteenth year i suddenly seemed to see them small phalanxes of them always seemed to be pushing or imperiously demanding passage through the crowds that fell away before them like grain before a scythe. The white people sneered, or so it seemed to me, and took pictures and made derisive comments. They looked down in laughing contempt from the windows, balconies, and roofs of the buildings that lined the street. They came also from miles around to watch the show, not to be a part of it, i realized with deep shame that what the negroes did on this holy day made a clown circus for the whites the negro's god made fools of them worship and religiosity were things to be mocked and scorned for they stamped the negro as inferior there must have been many vague progressions of thought many gradations of emotion between the premise and the conclusion however little i was aware of them my nerves muscles and brain conditioned by a thousand random and forgotten experiences, must have prepared me to accept the conclusion without outrage and shock. I simply rejected religion. I rejected God. Not my instincts, but my deepest feelings revolted compulsively, not because I was I, a sort of neutral human stuff reacting directly to experience, but because I was Negro. It is hard to make it clear— but there were two people sharing my physical existence and tearing me apart. One, I suppose, was the actual self which I wanted to protect and yet which I seemed to hate with a consuming hatred, and the other was the ideal self which tried compulsively to shape the actual self away from all that negroes seemed to be. At what emotional and psychic cost this deep emotional conflict went on within me I do not know. It was years before i understood what i had wanted then was to be white it was also years before i made a sort of armed truce with religion and with god i stepped around god determinedly gingerly gloating that i was free of him and that he could not touch me indeed i had to step around him for he was always there he was there four square and solid at the very center of my father's life my father habitually ends his letters May the spirit of the Almighty God, whose interest is always manifest, be with you. At Brown University, he was in Dr. Washburn's sermons, and President Faunce's chapel talks, and Professor Ducasse's philosophy course. He was in various people, I met, and felt affection for. He was in the ineffable, tremulous sweetness of the first love I felt, in the drowning ecstasy of the first sexual experience, in the joy of imaginative creation but i moved around him warily laughing mocking his pretensions determined that he would not betray me into negroness. if there lingered still in the deep recesses of my real self some consciousness of a religious spirit then the ideal self the negro hating me did all it could do to exercise it how unmitigatingly and long-lasting this conflict was is proved for me in the fact that only in the last ten years have i been able to go to church without a feeling of indulging in some senseless necromantic ritual and without feeling that my wanting to go and i did many times want to go if this seems contradictory i cannot help it was a mark of inferiority the foolish expression of a weak and senseless wish to attain an impossible realm of being differing in its essential nature that is in its reality from anything my experience has taught me can be attained i do not believe in an afterlife, in other-worldliness the experiences of this world are too potent and too much with me i do not see how any negro can believe in another world and the religion which has inspired him to that belief if it has saved him has done so by making him content with the very degradation of his humanity that is so abhorrent to the principles of christianity but it is not alone for the reasons outlined above that i have held religion suspect let us concede that the god of the negroes has been largely a pagan god and largely stripped of the divinest attributes interceding intimately and directly for man without man's help they have fashioned a god to their need but the whites also have fashioned a god to their need and have believed in him and have professed to follow him He is a moral god a god of truth and justice and love i do not wish to carry this too far for i have no capacity for philosophic speculation but it seems to me that if the qualities attributed to god represent man's acknowledged needs and if the principles of christianity represent the universal source of man's social genius then he has sacrificed the fulfilment of his basic needs or the good life to the fulfilment of desires that run counter to the purpose of living he has not given his religion a chance to help him effect that far-going social transformation and evolution which should be religion's end religion has become a disembodied sort of activity when to be effective it should be a social function intimately linked up with man's fate on earth while there is almost no religion operating in race relations there is plenty of god i do not say this facetiously nor with ironic intent And anyway, it has at least been implied before there is an extensive literature on the part god has played in race relations since the fifteenth century principally god and the word of god have been used to perpetuate the wicked idea of human inferiority i need not go into this farther than to point out modern man's subtle modifications of the idea of god and those intellectual gymnastics that have made those modifications possible, even when, it seems to me, the environment has not made them necessary, and even though in the fundamental concept of the Godhead is the idea of immutability. But God has changed, and though man himself has wrought these changes, he has declared them God's own changes, and therefore factors, equations, and of a peace with the mysterious and unknowable nature of God. Indeed, God's very supernaturalness his mysteriousness and inscrutability god moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform ergo we cannot know god's purpose in making the black race inferior to the white and we cannot fathom the repulsion which god has given one race for another or one people for another are largely modern attributions which confound the ancient knowledge and excuse modern sin god was not always so and before the ancient concepts crashed under the onslaught of sophistication of scientific materialism and the new philosophies it brought into being christianity had become a way of life it had become a way of life to be striven for because it seemed to satisfy the needs of ordinary men there's nothing mysterious about christianity granted that mystery reposes in the life of christ as let it be said it did not originally repose in god but christ's life and what he is reported to have done are one thing what he is reported to have taught is another what he taught is as clear and concrete and literal as the lead story in a good newspaper he taught that the kingdom of heaven is here on earth he preached that men should love one another he said that all men are brothers he sought to bind men together in one mighty neighbourhood he was for all the mysteries surrounding him a social engineer with a far and cosmic vision the present age is not denied that he was right though there are those and i among them who reject the traditionally perpetuated events of his life as a factual record his ministry remains the source of christian religion what has happened is that the age while acknowledging christianity as the highest way of life that man has thus far conceived has denied the authority of God to make man live up to Christ's teachings. The dream of God and the reality of Christ have become separated. If all this seems oversimplified, then I must again plead my lack of resources for such speculation. I do not wish to give an appearance of simplicity to problems that have taxed the best religious philosophers of the past 600 years. Theology, quite aside, it seems to me that the bearing which the Christian religion should have on human relations throughout the world and on race relations in the western world is simple enough and direct enough perhaps it sounds somewhat a feat to say now as william james said at the turn of the century that life becomes tiresome and meaningless unless it is constantly refreshed by communion with a wider self through which saving experiences come but this seems to me to be true the christian religion offers that communion with a wider self it offers a mature approach to experience modern man's incredible good luck in escaping the direst consequences of conduct unlighted by luminous beliefs and uncontrolled by moral principles is fast running out a third world war may destroy man altogether if that is he does not destroy himself in more subtle and tortuous ways without war it would be foolish optimism not to assume the possibility of this it is not the nobility of Christ's life that I would urge. It is the practicality of his injunctions. It is more a matter of being sensible than of being good. What I would see joined is the battle between reason and superstition, progress and prejudice, order and chaos, survival and destruction. End of section 16.